So if you're listening to this in 2029 and there is some crazy AI stuff now that can clean the audio, we should try to get it back. So reach out. That's right. stuff in audacity yeah i am <laughs> cool <laughs> cool so the year the year is 2029 <laughs> yeah and you're listening back yeah you're very curious to know the origins of branch and SimSass. yeah and uh, what you didn't know is that 10 years ago peter and matt were recording a podcast or peter was recording <laughs> <laughs> But Matt wasn't. <laughs> so now we have to repeat all the jokes. <laughs> so is this... Yeah, that's right. So this is take one, because take zero just got just got archived. Yep, it's true. Take, Maybe. Take, yeah, I mean, take zero will be some kind of really rare footage. You know what? Only the... if, if people are listening to this in 2029, because I saved the, the Audacity file where we could hear you a little bit, but only very little, because there was a lot mm. of noise. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this in 2029, and there is some <laughs> crazy AI stuff now that can clean the audio, we should try to get it back. So reach That's out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're working on an AI audio startup, yeah. or perhaps a very, yes, let us know. We let can recover know. take zero. Cool. Um, well, <laughs> so who were you again? <laughs> Matt Wensing. Oh, true. <laughs> and, and we met in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. That's the story we told. <laughs> yeah. We, we met in Las Vegas because we're both a part of this thing called Tiny Seat. Yeah, we were. But this took 10 minutes last time, so... <laughs> yeah. It, it should definitely take shorter this the time. build up, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And now we're recording a podcast because we want to tell people about what we're, what we're up to. Yeah, there's there's this there's this um, thing that's being said on all these podcasts I'm listening to that there need to be more podcasts by people who are starting startups talking about the actual work of starting one. Yeah, I've heard and that as well from Ben Hornstein. Yeah, Ben, and we're hoping to add to that add to that collection. Yes, um, we may need to go to podcasting school. Yeah, that's right. I, th- I think everyone assumes. I hope everyone understands that episode one or zero is kind of podcasting school. But um, yeah, true. I'm Matt Wensing. You're Peter Soom. We both have tiny startups or startups that are currently tiny inside the Tiny Seed Accelerator. I call us Tiny Seedlings. Tiny Seedlings. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to share that with uh, the guy that. Invited us to MicroConf. Rob Walling. Rob Walling. A guy who I didn't even... I remember asking a friend a year ago, uh, do you know a Rob Walling? And she said yes. Um, she's like, I, I actually spoken at MicroConf once. Her name is Erica Douglas. But um, okay. I had never been to MicroConf and I did not know Rob. Until, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He was, he was not on my radar. 
Uh, he was definitely on my radar for the last at least probably like five or six years. That's awesome. Yeah. So, because I have an email, I don't, I'm not sure Rob remembers this because um, I haven't brought, I didn't bring it up, uh, but I have an email from 2015, I think, um, when I just crossed 1K MRR and I pitched him to invest in WP Pusher. Oh. And uh, he told me to get back when I was at, when I was a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and and four years later, he was uh, able to say, you know what? Uh, yeah. the, the number you're at right now is, is pretty good. But um, but maybe, maybe we'll rewind. So you and I both went to our first microconf at the invitation of, of Rob. Yes. And his uh, managing... What, what, what do they call themselves? General general partners. General partners, yeah. Yeah, Einer, Volset. And was that your first microconf? It was my first microconf. Um, I I've been wanting to go there for a while, but it's kind of it's a big trip for me. Um, I'm from Denmark, but I live in Scotland, so it's it's a long flight <laughs> to get there, and it's quite it's quite a big trip in terms of money uh, conference ticket hotel and all that stuff um, but yeah this year I had a good excuse to go so I pulled the trigger yeah I did as well uh, Rob invited me to come it was already something I was thinking about wanting to do but um, once Tiny C was getting off the ground and we had some initial uh, leaning forward from them <laughs> they were going to make an investment um, yeah. I couldn't resist and and we got to go to the 23rd floor where, where the cool cats stay, the high rollers. Oh, yeah. Rob's sweet. <laughs> His hotel yeah. rooms. Yeah. Wow. rooms. That's true. <laughs> meet a lot of really great folks. Yeah, we did. Um, that was great. Um, Jordan was there. Uh, well, it, it was also the who's who of these podcasts. There's a, there were a few podcasters there, actually. Like half of the like the podcast I listened to in this space <laughs> were represented. That was really cool. That yeah. was great. So that was yeah. like a tiny seed event um, for. Actually, I think it was supposed to be so the tiny seed founders could meet each other, but mm -hmm. I think they just got completely overwhelmed with the amount of applications they received. Um, <laughs> so I think we were there were. The two of us, and then there was, were there two other? I actually didn't get a chance to talk to them. Um, yeah. But then it was mostly mentors and investors. Yeah, yeah, which was really awesome because it, it just reinforced the fact that, okay, you know, the money is useful. Um, and depending on what stage you're at, it might be mission critical or it might just be, you know, the money's nice to have uh, versus bootstrapping completely. But the people, man. Yeah. <laughs> The people. Uh, that's something we talked about a lot, uh, the two of us at MicroConf. Basically, our motivation to take, to do the tiny seat thing. Um, and yeah, it wasn't really the money. I mean, obviously, the money is nice and uh, the money is a great. Because, I mean, <laughs> I live in Denmark and I'm sorry, but most people here don't know Rob Walling or Ina Walset. Um, so the money is great for me to explain why someone in. Minneapolis mm. now owns part of my my business, um, but all the other stuff they don't really care about too much. I think. 
that 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 is helpful. Yeah, I mean, it it makes the math checks out, and it it yeah. explains why you have a new entry on your cap table. Yeah. But uh, I was telling Einar this while I was there. I, I think so much of the conversation is a is a red herring or a distraction because yes, the money, but can you really buy the things that we get through the program? No. No. I don't think <laughs> short, so. an, short answer is no. If, if, if you so. were not, yeah, no, if you were not a member of the accelerator, you would not be able to just email Rob and say, I'd like to book 30 minutes with you this week. Which I did this week, and I'm going to talk to him in two days. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had th- uh, three calls so far? Yeah. With, with okay. the whole group? Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool having a, what, a 12 up? zoom call with uh all the cohort companies and uh, it's like having colleagues it is i i feel like the tiny seed slack and the zoom calls i feel like it's an extension of my little company of one yeah definitely i feel the same way um especially now that it's become a thing in the slack to post your goals every day yeah (laughs) and we almost have a little competition going I'll post my weekly goals and you go with you'll post your monthly goals. I'll be like, I could do monthly goals as well, but then you'll be posting like you, I don't know, like Q3 or crazy stuff. But you are the the SaaS forecasting guy, so I guess. Yeah, I I do. I do have a I do have a a, a SimSaaS forecast for SimSaaS, and I guess we we lost this on the cutting room floor, but we should explain to folks what what branch and SimSaaS are. Yeah, we should. Do you want to start? Sure. Uh, so um, SimSaaS is an app that I've been working on. I put in about uh, maybe 500 hours of work uh, before I got started with the Tiny Seed uh, program. So it was just nice and weekends. And now I'm full-time, obviously, have been since uh, the beginning of April. And it is an app that takes the metrics um, that you usually see in something like Bear Metrics, um, ProfitWell, ChartMogul, Google Spreadsheets, uh, wherever you're storing these and extends them into the future. So what's my revenue going to be six months from now, nine months from now, 12 months from now, um, goes at 18 months and it tries to do a very intelligent job of showing you what your company is going to look like, uh, in the near and long-term future. So, um, that's what SimSAS is. It connects to those systems so that it can pull that data in, uh, analyze it, and then do those intelligent trends, uh, into the future. Um, and then it also creates kind of what a CFO would do for a SaaS founder. But um, think of it as most companies don't have a CFO until you know a few million dollars in revenue at least. And even then, oftentimes they're hiring a fractional CFO. Uh, so SimSaaS kind of takes what a CFO does and productizes it and makes it available to founders much earlier in their journey. Um, and the sweet spot right now that I'm discovering is you know somewhere between half a million, a million dollars ARR. Um, founders start to realize that forecasting is actually really important <laughs> and um, finding a lot of traction there. So um, got a few customers, happy to talk about that more, but that's what, that's what SimSaaS is. Um, so Peter, did you use what's branch? Now I want to ask you a question first. I want to know if oh, you fine, use, fine. <laughs> I want to know one thing I want to know, cause I've seen that you can pluck different funding models into SimSaaS. I want to know mm-hmm. if you ran the tiny seed model through SimSaaS to decide if SimSaaS should be a tiny seed company. Ooh, so <laughs> I, yeah, 
Um, a great question. I have done that. And when I was making my decision, I have written several Medium articles going very in-depth on the economics of these different alternative investment funds like Tiny Seed and NDVC and, and Earnest Capital. In accepting the funding from Tiny Seed, I knew enough about their model that I knew what the impact was going to be and what it did for me. And, um, and I also knew enough about NDVC and Ernest because I had spoken to uh, Tyler Tringus of Ernest Capital. And I also went to the NDVC Roadshow when, they, when uh, Bryce Roberts came to Austin. So I was very familiar with all three models. Um, and I had run a number of simulations through SimSAS of all three before I decided. But I think the takeaway is um, it really wasn't a, okay, you know, I'm going to choose the one that has the best, you know, I actually spoke to all three and really didn't pitch them. <laughs> I started writing these articles and Rob and I reached out to me and I got to talking to them and you know, a conversation kind of became an invitation and pitch at the same time. So um, to answer your question, I didn't really do much of an apples to, you know, oranges comparison of all three. Um, I kind of more fell into the tiny seed program and model because I had done so much research that um, I realized it was the one that I wanted to go with if I was going to go with one of them. Um, But uh, to be intellectually honest, it wasn't really a, well, this one's going to pay this and this one's going to pay that. And and all of that. Um, although I will say, I do think Tiny Seeds terms, uh, the structure that they use is the best for what I'm doing. That's cool. I remember, um, cause before we went to Las Vegas, the, we actually met in Vegas when Rob, um, connected the two of us with Patrick McKenzie, um, or patio 11, as mm-hmm. some people know him. Um, so we had coffee with him and, um, Rob, mentioned that you were going to be part of tiny seed and i've actually i've known for a little bit that i was going to be part of the program so i think i was actually i actually got i think i had my deal when uh, when i read your article (laughs) and i i wasn't like i was i was like i hope he's not too critical (laughs) because i just told him i wanted this um and then when i heard that you were going to be joining i was like okay then it's fully vet, vetted now because Matt was like, <laughs> he really went through the numbers. I, I, I did, yeah. A yeah. uh, bit of content marketing for SimSAS and yeah, a, a very strong use case too. So Yeah, that was super yeah. cool. Thanks. Cool. So, so Branch. <laughs> yeah, what, what, is, what is Branch, Peter? Branch is uh, if you have a tree and then, no, Branch... <laughs> <laughs> So Branch is a continuous integration tool for WordPress developers. So it's a, it's a bunch of developers developer tools bundled together um, for building, testing, and deploying WordPress applications or WordPress sites. Um, and it's basically the, the, the natural evolution of my previous product, which was a, a deployment tool for WordPress called WP Pusher. Um, which is a, uh, something I launched back in 2015, January. Mm. And um, WP Pusher is a very simple product compared to Branch. It's basically just a WordPress plugin. And it's uh, it's not a very large plugin either. It's just, 
it actually the, the the current version of WP Pusher is something I built in I think probably like a day or something. So it's almost paying my bills. Um, but I also live in a fairly cheap city. So I live in Glasgow in Scotland. And um, it's never something I've worked on full time. Uh, I always had small side or like it was always like a small side thing uh, while I was working for other companies or doing other products uh, projects. And um, yeah, so it's basically something that's, that I've had on the side for like four years probably. And when I launched WP Pusher, I was kind of traveling all the time, living the digital nomad lifestyle. Mm. And um, yeah, I think most of it was built in a mall in Thailand actually. And I think I was in the Canary Islands when I launched it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. awesome. so it's basically built on the road. And um, yeah, it's a nice little business that probably... You know, it's almost all of it is profit. It takes like an hour or two to run it every week, probably at, at this point. Um, so it's a good business, but it's very small. And um, it's just solving basically like 10% of what Branch is trying to do. Um, so WP Pusher is like a small corner within the Branch product, which is a full-blown SaaS application that I'm working on. Um, and Branch is something I announced back in November. Um, I tweeted out a small screencast that I made of a very early prototype. And then I, I wrote a manifesto as well. And uh, the manifesto was inspired a lot by um, Derek Reimer and Ben Orenstein. Uh, those two uh, had just recently launched their own uh, manifestos. Yep. I actually joked with uh, Ben at Microcons that I kind of copied their manifesto. The only thing I did wrong is I didn't uh, talk about Slack in my manifesto because uh, <laughs> that's what they did in theirs. Um, so I, I launched a manifesto called WordPress Developers or Developers 2, where I talk about how I feel like WordPress developers aren't really being taken seriously uh, by other developer communities. And all, I, I want to say that it's almost within the WordPress community as well. Um, and there is a huge lack of developer tools and best practices and stuff like that in, in WordPress world. Um, mm. And that's something I'm, I'm passionate about. Um, so that's why I decided to, to try to do something about that. Um, so branch is basically, you know, all the stuff that I've learned while working on WP Pusher um, turned into a, uh, a, a solutions basically and um yeah nice. i hope i can build on the the audience i have with that and like the name so w Bouge has quite a good reputation in the wordpress world and um has has a few users um yeah so yeah i mean a lot of ways having something to the point of paying your bills is um while it sounds uh, very modest it's also sort of the dream of a lot of us um, yeah so um, yeah I, I forget that all the time but like right now i live in scotland um with my fiance who's doing her phd and um you know i was just i was able to decide immediately that i wanted to move there and live with her um and it wasn't i didn't have to ask someone you know i could just find a co-working space in glasgow and then just start a life there instead um, that's great and that's like a very <laughs> privileged situation to be in so it's something that's important to appreciate for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of folks that are at, you know, that zero mark or the starting line are hoping that, I mean, that's really probably the first milestone that people have their eyes set on is how can I have yeah. this thing take care of, you know, if not all my bills, that bill over yeah. there or um, that burden. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. And t- taking everything yeah. you've learned from WP Pusher and putting it into branch makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, so, so in that sense, you, would you call yourself a serial entrepreneur, Peter? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's almost the same product. Oh, it's so closely related. So I don't know mm. if you count all the failed startups ideas, then maybe. <laughs> oh, do you have a, do you have a few of those? Oh man, I have a lot. <laughs> my, <laughs> oh yeah. My first company was Is back it? in the, when I started uni, I think we rented out bartenders for weddings and stuff. And oh. I wouldn't really call it a startup, but I don't know. Okay. We didn't make any money, but we had booze for like three years after that. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you have quite as many as Josh Pigford? Uh, no, but I did think about doing like a, a spreadsheet like he did. He has a really cool spreadsheet of all his failed startups. All yeah. the, jo- Josh Pigford of Bear Metrics has a, I think it's pinned to the top of his uh, Twitter profile. That's um, cool. But he's got a spreadsheet. Yeah, of the hundreds are. I, it's so, it is really interesting, right? Like some people have that ability to maybe turn and burn through a bunch of ideas and fail quickly. I started on my first startup in 2004, started writing code and worked on it for 15 years. <laughs> so kind of, um, I don't know how many startups I could have gone through in that period, but. Mm, what a waste one. of time, Matt. What a waste of time. <laughs> I, <know>. well, I <laughs> Think I mean I could at least done fifteen one one per year would have at least been fifteen. Oh, so that would be slow. Do you, uh, <laughs> but that that business is still running, right? It is. It's a uh, it's an enterprise SaaS company that um, is doing a few million a year in revenue, and um, you know team is roughly fifteen and growing. And uh, yeah, so it you know we we just had to uh, I wouldn't say pivot. Uh, we had to go up market. I mean, that's really the the short version. Is we started out as a freemium product um, and went all the way from freemium um, to enterprise B two B SaaS. And not that you can't do freemium with enterprise B two B SaaS, but uh, to put it in perspective, the first version of StormPulse.com that we launched in two thousand six had no ability, no monetization whatsoever, um, and. And now there's no free version of the product at all. Um, and, you know, basically we explored every price point from uh, four bucks a month for a consumer to, you know, let's just say over $20,000 a month for a business. That's and, cool. And it's yeah. so cool that you're able to kind of offload that business. So you hired a CEO, right, to replace yourself, basically. I did. It did. It took me, I wrote a blog post about this on Medium. Um, which I called ownership mentality, but essentially thinking of myself as a shareholder first and foremost, um, which really means board member. And rather than getting that precarious situation where you, you're the founding CEO, you've got a board, you're also on the board and you just, you kind of dig in to the CEO role and think of yourself as a CEO because that's the top dog, you know, Mm. or the number one. Um, I preferred to dig in as a board member and as a shareholder and think, you know, my CEO responsibilities is, you know, can be transferred. Um, and this, this Matt guy 
is currently filling that role, but yeah, uh, but he doesn't have to be. And you know, it. <laughs> I, I I just I realized at some point, especially with family, you know, so I have I have a family, um, children, um, and just realizing that I mean, just if, if you don't know already, um, and those that don't know already, I mean, CEO is a it's an all-consuming job. Um, I don't know a lot of CEOs now. I could take that back and talk about lifestyle businesses and how CEOs can can get around that. But but Risk Pulse was venture funded, so a venture funded CEO role is a it is a uh, it's a Rubik's cube that you never stop working on. <laughs> so it, it just you know it, it didn't matter if I was you know on vacation with my family. I was driving down the road, you know, I'm thinking about how do I win that next enterprise client because you've got to grow, you know, and you've got to prove that you're hitting your numbers and just very, um, very all consuming. So, you know, I, at some point I said, you know what, I'm a shareholder. Uh, if somebody else can do this better than me, why not? And, uh, part of that better than me is just being able to give it, continue to give it those 60, 65, 70 hours a week if you include, you know, working hours and also all the time you spend thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I found somebody and, and he's doing a great job and he's brought in executives that he's worked with in the past who also have a lot of experience. So in a lot of ways, it was pushing in the clutch, shifting the gear and then kind of jumping into the back seat. <laughs> and, and now you're able to do a tiny seat as well. It's really cool. Yeah. Now I'm doing tiny seat and SimSAS full time and um, helping out wrist pulse as a still as a board member and advisor yeah um, i chat with that i chat with them regularly i'm still in the slack <laughs> slack is for, slack channels are forever yeah so um but uh, taking all of that experience and applying it to simsas that's super cool uh, yeah there's a lot uh, there's a lot in there and also in just i think maybe we just need to go through all your medium articles because uh, there are a lot in there <laughs> that i want to know more about and hopefully this this podcast can be a good way to like dive into all those yeah. different things and of course the, like share the the tiny seat journey i was kind of surprised yeah. about the different how different we all are and the different backgrounds i mean it's not super surprising but like you with risk pulse and some of the other people that are in tiny seat it's just not i don't know necessarily who i expected to be there hopefully we can talk to some of those people as well yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I, I hope this podcast ends up being a, a a valuable asset for everybody that's thinking of applying to any of these kinds of programs or, or offerings. And, um, you know, if you're standing there wondering if this is for you, you know, hopefully the the real stories from a couple of folks. And like you said, let's invite some others that are actually in it. Uh, hopefully that's helpful and interesting. Um, for sure. And, uh, and you've got a pretty cool uh, format there that you have done in the past with blogging where kind of a maker update and a manager update. So maybe we can also implement that as kind of a template where we yeah. talk about talk about what we worked on this week and then talk about what we're thinking about for the for the future future. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, we're about to hit the half hour mark. So I yeah. don't know, maybe this we is, should just this call this episode 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah, this is episode <laughs> 1. Exactly. You can come up with the nomenclature and then uh, we'll, we'll find a place to host this. But um, yeah. uh, thanks for doing the retake. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening.